Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip chip a slug cast listeners. Like a podcast, but for slugs. It's yeah, everything is slugs in this episode, so I am very excited to get to this episode. I don't have anything to say. Oh, okay. At all. So that's the end of this podcast. Uh or I'll just talk to myself, I guess. No, I have so many things like in general to say. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get into that, okay. but first, uh, we just want to say that this episode is sponsored by the one and only Harry Baker. Harry is a subscriber to our basically Bob Belcher tier over on Patreon, and uh, it helps keep the lights on over here on the main feed, so thank you so much, Harry. We also have a new Patreon subscriber to thank Ann Burgerpun, their okay, name. Okay, let's get to it. Thank you so much, Judith Eilers. Judith is a German fan and said I would probably butcher her last name, and I a- probably did. Oh, I thought you said she's a German fan. Like, she's a fan of Germany. German people. She and I was like... She probably is. I was like, no, she's just German. <laughs> Not a German fan. Oh, I was going to DM Judith mm-hmm. because I recently found out that my ancestors are from germany so you're a german fan yeah (laughs) okay all right well judith eilers hopefully that's how your last name is pronounced moving forward you will be known as the rue dip rylers burger so it's a dip it's a it's a rye bread burger that you dip in like a rue a jus yeah okay do you know what a roux is? I know what a chip chip a roux is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thick like sauce cream thing. A roux is butter and flour. Yeah, dip it in there. It's <laughs> delicious. I'm okay. going to eat it. Okay. Uh, thank you for joining us on Patreon, Judith. If you would like to have your name Burger Punt here on the show, or if you don't, but you still want all the bonus stuff and whatnot... Go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. There's so many fun things and tears over there and so much for you to enjoy. I just want to mention that as we 
close out season eight of Bob's Burgers, Skylar and I are going to take a little hiatus to focus on some other things we're working on. But if Bob's you credits are, related. Yes, but if you are desperately wanting more content, we have so many things over there on Patreon. Many- and we're gonna keep we're gonna stay active on Patreon while we're kinda like working that's some of the stuff we're working on. Yeah. What how many extra Patreon episodes do we have There's over there? There's fifty now. Fifty. Fifty plus. Yes. I'd like to say fifty plus. Fifty plus. Also, if you have caught up and you have been binging our podcast, if you want to keep the binging, just go over to Patreon and you can binge those fifty episodes. There you have it. Patreon.com slash Bob's credits. Are you ready for a little Bob pun or Max pun? I'm ready. Okay, Skylar. This week we are doing Store Next Door. Ooh, fun. Your first pun is I see what you did there. Optometry. Love it. Max. Yes. Do you know why I knew it was you? Why? Because that's a classic Max saying. Whenever I say something punny, you go, I see what you did there. Oh. It's you. Oh, wow. I didn't even know I said that a lot. Yep. You're... Oh, I I have five here on accident, by the way. So, bonus for everyone. Damn. Okay. Your next pun is, whole lot of bacon going on, cooking classes. What is whole lot of bacon? Whole lot of shaking going on. Oh, I whole thought it was- Whole lot of bacon going on. I thought it was just like a whole lot of- Bacon. Pork bacon. Well, it could be. Um, Max? Yes. This is great for me. Your next pun is, up in the air. Indoor skydiving. Max. Yes. Okay, this is technically four, but we've got a bonus one. Okay. Get a loom, you two. Couples weaving. (laughs) That's good. Bob's? Yes. Whoa. And your bonus. Wait, but let's, let's just pause. Yeah. I got four out of four this week, right? Yes, that's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you get five out of five? I don't know. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Lost and found. Okay. I'd like to call a friend. Who? Biscuit? You. Oh. Is that a song? You want song? me to sing the song? Yeah. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. What is the tagline? Lost and found. Bob's. Max. Oh, oh it's my so good. God. It's oh my so God. Good. Oh my God. I think that counts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I think it counts as a loss. As a, oh, as a, why a, would a it nick not? on your perfect score this, this week. Because it was five out of. No. Yeah. You are not taking away my perfect score. I'm taking score. it away. Wow. That's a bummer. I feel sad for you that you have to take that away from me. I don't feel sad at all. <laughs> I don't think of it. What is it? What is it? Uh, Don Draper say, I don't think about you at all. I don't think about you at all. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you a really cute Mad Men story. When I left my job that I had been at for five years, I got home and I was so sad because I got really close with my boss. He was kind of like a father figure friend to me. And I saw on my Facebook, he had put 
that gif of Peggy Olsen when she's leaving the agency and she has the cigarette hanging out of her mouth and like the box and I think sunglasses on. And he said, goodbye, Peggy. And I was like, it was the nicest thing anyone has ever posted. That is much nicer than I never think about you. Or I don't think about you ever. Yes. I will put those two in the carousel. Yes. Those two images on our Instagram carousel. If you're not following us on Instagram, Bob's credits. Max Miller, are you ready? For Skylar's Sides, the fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl! Oh, it's been dish it, squirrel for a while, so. I know, and this time I wanted to do it kind of like Pokemon style. Oh, that just looked like Zeke to me. Dish it, slug girl. Oh, I like that. All right, I'm gonna, we're gonna do a choose your own adventure today. Okay, I like that. Me choosing or our listeners? You're, You're gonna get to choose. Okay. So... It's going to be Bob's Burgers movie. That's the topic. But now you get to choose. Would you like to know the films that inspired Lauren Bouchard while he was writing the film and creating the film and directing the film? Or would you like to know some COVID details about how COVID changed the final product of the film? Oh, I easily want to do what movies inspired Lauren Bouchard. Fun. Okay. I am going to have Max link to this Thrillist article because it is very robust and you'll learn a lot about Lauren Bouchard, Um, but we're going to do the quick version of it. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that in our show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, there should be a link in there if you want to read it. it's It's a great read, especially if you love animation and just movies in general. All right. Movie number one, The Incredibles. Okay. We love The Incredibles. How can you not love The Incredibles? So Lauren really looked at this film because this isn't a film about a patriarch of a family. It is a film about a family, and every single person in the family has their own storyline. So for him, you know, this could not just be a movie with Louise as the protagonist. That is not what this movie is about. It's not what the show's about. He wanted everyone to be, every character to be serviced in a really fleshed out way. He actually went and like broke down this film, looked at the structural bones, what the acts and how, and the character arcs where everything goes. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I loved that. All right. That is incredible. Don't laugh at that. Wait, what's your phrase? Oh, I, I see, see what, what you, you did, did there. there. Hello, we got another we got another tagline for the podcast. I see what you did there. Next up is Sherlock Holmes, but also just crime film and mystery novels. Okay, so like old school Sherlock Holmes. We're not talking about like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes yes. uh, franchise. Old school Sherlock Holmes. He really wanted to look at, like, Sherlock Holmes, in his words, is this very amazing, well-developed character as a detective. And he wanted to borrow bits and bobs of that for Louise. I see what you did there. Bits and bobs. Got it. Got it. So this is a quote from Lauren himself. I had a little Raymond Chandler phase. Of course he did. Doesn't that suit him? 
But then also, while they were writing, Nora Smith was just, like, devouring Swedish, like, thrillers and oh. crime. <laughs> I was you, – you paused on Swedish, and I thought you were just going to say fish, and I was going to, like, okay. <laughs> she, <laughs> okay. okay. So she was, like – she wanted to get the script right, written, and he was, like, studying these films, and she was just, just like, eating. devouring these gummy candies. I love Swedish fish. I do, too. They're so good. That's why I thought this is what she was doing, just, like, waiting on him. We also – you and I love Swedish crime shows. We do, and Swedish meatballs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next up was Despicable Me for the visual gags. We love Despicable Me. <laughs> My God, we love Despicable Me. We love the minions. We I really can't. do. I like. I get people are annoyed by the minions if they haven't like watched the movies and well, like we they're were. on the internet. Yes, totally. And maybe if you have kids and it's just like on repeat all the time. But I love the minions. I think they're hilarious. I think they're delightful. I can't get enough of them. I love their gibberish and Bo-bo- some like Italian and Spanish and thrown French. in and and English and it's delightful. Sign me up. I love when they sing uh, top forty songs <laughs> in their in their gibberish. Uh, I bet you didn't think Max Miller loved minions, but there you go, folks. There's a little. Minions joke at the end of this episode that we'll play right before uh, the end credits. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm super excited now. Um, All right. So for the TV show, Lauren Bouchard as the showrunner, not as the director, he is really looking at the facial expressions. Should someone be smiling? Should they not? What should their eyebrows be doing? You know, the um, basically... Our face says so much emotionally. Um, He's also looking at voice acting. But he co-directed the movie. So he really wanted to step up on the visuals. And so he looked at Despicable Me for the visual gags specifically. He knew that that wasn't what he really added to the show, but he wanted to push himself to step up in that co-director way. Next up, Lauren is a huge fan, calls him a hero of, and correct me on my pronunciation here, of Miyazaki. I think that's right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Miyazaki because you know more than me. He's the, I mean, I know, I don't know too much other than that. He's the guy behind all of the Studio Ghibli movies. Yes. Which is like uh, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, My Neighbor. Totoro, um, Princess Mononoke, yep. um, Spirited Away, which is probably the first one I ever saw. I think we watched that one together, so we that's did. probably the only one I've seen. But Lauren really calls him a hero, and he is the end-all, be-all when it comes to visuals. And he'd honestly go read the article. He just raves They're about him. beautiful movies, phenomenal storytelling. So Lauren really looked to these films for visuals and atmosphere. Lauren says he thinks that the rain in the movie, which doesn't play any, it doesn't push the plot forward, the rain, we don't need it. But he thinks that the rain, they knew they wanted this film to have rain, and he thinks it was inspired um, from him. Uh, They would go back and look at, clouds in his films and be like are they moving are they not moving should our clouds in the film be moving or is it distracting 
Super fascinating. And last but not least, Lauren was inspired by 2D animation. He loves the simplicity of just the line drawings. You can tell as an adult that these films inspired him from his childhood. Um, And he has a great quote about what 2D animation is. 2D animation is the art of leaving some things out. So, for example, they had to decide if the Belchers would have teeth or not. And they decided to leave the teeth out. So, basically, they're like these icons. Highly recommend the article. And there you have it. Man, you really forget how much goes into creating movies in general and especially animated features. And it's so easy to like watch one and be like, that's not good. That's not that, That's that's not good. That's the worst <laughs> movie ever. And so much goes into it. And these people pour their hearts and souls out. Not that that's the case with the Bob's Burgers movie. It's a wonderful movie. Yes. Just saying like we, we're so critical and it's just so much work. I know. Shall we get into this episode? Let's get into it. Okay. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season eight? Episode 20, please. The title is Mission Impossible. Did I do that right? Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> okay. When Tina rats on Louise about her illicit Baroku card training, the Sibs have to break into Miss LeBon's backyard during Martini Tuesday to reclaim the cards. Meanwhile, Bob has to give a eulogy at Harry's, of Harry's Pickles, funeral, which is tough after their great pickle fight. Four years ago. As for the runner, Mr. Fron is once again left out of Mar Tuesday. And then I have wash hair. Because Did you forget to wash your hair? I didn't forget it. I have these on my notes. Uh-huh. And so these are also my to-do list. Oh. And I put it in the wrong page. Oh, interesting. Do you have to go wash your hair now? I do today. It is on the to-do list. Okay. Well, you can take that synopsis off the to-do list. Good job there. Really? (laughs) Well, I mean, you did read your to-do list at the end, but still, you're done is what I'm saying. This episode came out on May 20th, 2018. It was written by Nora Smith and directed by Chris Song. Let's talk about the episode. I loved it. Obsessed with it. I love it too. It's, I was too old for the Pokemon, Pokemon's introduction to the world. So I kind of missed the boat on pop culture's obsession with Pokemon and mm-hmm. and these cards and these characters and cartoons and stuff. But I had stuff before that was very similar to like Pokemon trading cards. So I get that. I think all kids do. Yes. And the, the scene that or when Louise is explaining the cards at school and how they got taken away, it felt so relatable, even though I never got into Pokemon either. But playing behind the teacher's back and always getting in trouble. There was always that thing in school where something, whether it was gel pens or we just got so obsessed about it and somehow that would lead us to getting too obsessed about it and getting in trouble. It felt so relatable. I had garbage pail kids trading cards and they used to come with that stick of gum that came in the pack. Always disgusting, but you always ate it. But my favorite story is pogs were a thing for a while. In the, like, early 90s. Hold on. Shut up. Okay. Y'all, this is one of my favorite stories about Max. (laughs) And I learned about it the day after we got married while we were riding around on electric bikes. Wow. This is (laughs) going off the rails already, all over the place. All right. Um, Let's hear it. That was like a Mad Libs. (laughs) (laughs) I learned about Pog's... (laughs) 
on day of our after our wedding while we were riding <laughs> electric bikes. Um, anyway, every kid was into pogs, and they were these like little circle, like cardboard paper things, and you collected them. They had different images on them, and then you you would play a game with them, and you had a thing called a slammer. And you would like, it was a little bit thicker, a little bit heavier, and you'd slam it. And if they like flip face up, you won those pogs. And there was like this, you collected them. You collected different kinds. You collect as many as you can. Um, so it was a phenomenon. Yeah. And I could sense that the interest in pogs was waning at a certain point. So I talked to my best friend, Yo, who married us, which is why we were talking about it the day after the wedding to buy my entire pog set <laughs> and he he paid for them he bought them off me and honestly i it feels like the day after everyone stopped playing with pogs it was probably a little bit like slower of a <laughs> decline of interest but to this day it was still my best business decision and it was his, his worst yo is a 40 year old man now and the still resentment angry. he yeah the resentment he felt he still feels while riding that electric bike. It's there. Yeah, he he carries it with him. Very Louise. Yeah. I mean, very Louise. Like, being a little dishonest with your friends. How do you feel about Louise's dishonesty in creating fake cards? By the way, there will be a photo of Pogs in our oh, yeah. thing. Because I know most of us are too young yeah. <laughs> to remember. Um, how do you feel about... Louise trying to finish her collection and selling counterfeit cards to Rudy. Look, I don't support it. I don't think it's cool. Kids will be kids. And uh, you know what? If those kids thought they had the actual cards, good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think Louise typically learns her lesson. Always pushing of, it too far in the beginning, though. Yeah, but I'm more okay with it when nobody really gets hurt. Yes, and I want to say we'll talk about the whole episode, but I think Tina is our hero in this episode. Well, she gets the the pun of the title, the episode title. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, we obviously know what slugs, why slugs is in there, but Mission Impossible is that homage to the first Mission Impossible movie where she's dangling from that hose to I get these know. cards back. That's a classic Tom Cruise dangling in the room where you can't touch the ground. Oh, this is the end of the second act when Tina decides she shouldn't have ratted on Louise because she went against the family. Very Italian of Linda to say that. Very Godfather. I'll put a side-by-side of Tina and Tom Cruise. Okay, that sounds good. Um, But in the first act, she really is the conscience, as you said um, when we were recording one of our YouTube videos. Tina is the conscience of the show. I think she's the conscience of this episode. And both Louise and Tina learn a story here. And I think they both have to learn from each other. I'm more on Bob's side. You know, what was Tina supposed to do? She tried her hardest not to rat her out, but like Louise shouldn't have been doing it. She knew the potential consequences, which were that her cards were going to be taken away. 
Um, but I like that uh, Tina steps up to rescue the cards at the end of the day. She takes a little braveness from her sister. Louise takes a little uh, what from Tina? Conscience. Sure, sure. She t- she always does take. That's yeah. where she gets it from. It feels like absolutely. Tina's a great older sister. I wish Tina were my older sister. I do too. Can you imagine, like, if she were thirty, or like she's now gone through her adolescence, and you're like, I need help with this person at school that I'm in love with, or this person just dumped me. Like, you want Tina on your side, Team Tina, Team all Tina, the, all the way. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One of my favorite parts of the episode is Louise's anger at Tina. It's not often a, dy- a, dynamic, a dynamic we see on this show. And... Louise's rant toward her sister feels so real to me. The voice performance is so good and the writing is so funny. Do you want to take a listen? Could we? Sure. Louise, listen. I'm sorry about what happened, but... Oh, can it! You knew how much those cards meant to me and you ran it anyway! You went against the family, Tina! Why does everyone keep saying that? Because you're a scaredy butt banana rat! I think I follow, but what's a banana part about? Because you're yellow! Okay, got it! How great is that voice performance? It's so good. I... I'm constantly impressed by Kristen Schaal's performance as Louise. And, you know, something I just realized, Louise does not admit when something means something to her often. And she said, you knew how much that meant to me. Um, Kind of all the feels right now. I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing this crew, these kids at odds. Me neither. I like when they're partnered up, when they team up, they need each other. That's what I love about them. Yes. Do you want to talk about Martini Tuesday or the B story? I would love to talk about it because Miss LeBond's is a good time. She is a good time. I love her so much. I love seeing her home. I love seeing her party patio. 
I love that they do Martini Tuesdays and they exclude Frond. <laughs> Me too. I love that she has those very aesthetic patio lights hanging on her little backyard. I know. I want to go hang out in Miss LeBond's patio. For sure. And I want her to mix me a drink. I was going to say, I think she probably makes a mean dirty martini. Yeah, I can see that. Extra on the dirty. I need it to be extra dirty. It's hard to get out of that voice. <laughs> You're just <laughs> stuck just like there for John the rest John Benjamin of the day. just like finishing his, his recording session. He's just talking like this for a week. <laughs> I love seeing Mr. Fraun dance to Groovers in the Heart. I think Groovers in the Heart is the perfect song for this scenario a hundred percent i really enjoy getting to see this collection of teachers outside of the school yes we haven't really seen it before and it was so satisfying everything i wanted to see delightful mr bronca no surprise that he's invited because i want mr bronca at everything i do can you imagine him with a few drinks in him oh he's great i hope the the bleach boys Come out for a little drunken karaoke. Oh, I would love to see Mr. Bronco and the Bleach Boys play a little uh, God Only Knows. Only the best song in the whole entire world. <laughs> the B Story. Unless you're, you've got more to say no, about I'm, this. No, I'm ready for the B Story. Bob has to give a eulogy to a man who he threw a pickle at into his face. An elderly man. He threw a huge pickle into his face. I'm not big on pickles in the face. No? No. Th- this made me crave pickles so badly. Me too. Especially like farmer's market booth pickles. Yes, you can you have to- sweet. You can have spicy. Give me one of those little pickle slices on a toothpick to try. Please. Yes. Ooh. We used to go to a swap meet. My family and I in the valley as when we were, <laughs> when we were kids, me and my sister. And they had this pickle stand, uh-huh. and they played like this. Their like ad was like it's it was monotone. It was like DZ pickles, the best pickles <laughs> in the world. Come try DZ pickles, the best pickles in the world. They were delicious pickles, but it was. But you still remember the ad? I, I do. I do. Rem- I wonder if DZ pickles are still around. Um, Wait, I, now I want to try these. The advertisement worked on me. Anyway, enough pickles. Let's go back to the pickle storyline. I love this flashback moment of bob in a little pickle argument i love bob being like why why am i supposed to give a eulogy here for this guy he didn't even like me and then i love the reveal at the end the reveal is beautiful like if i were pmsing it could make me cry remind everyone of the beautiful moment yeah he he gets read the message from kind of harry's uh lawyer or executor of the will and Mm -hmm. he just says he, th- he throws a pickle at Bob and he says, got you back. Love you, buddy. Something along those lines. Chills. Yeah. Absolute chills. The wasted time those two had between them. I know. When they would just, they would have had so many pickle fights over that time. Not to be confused with tickle fights. Or the tickle boat. Or the tickle boat. If you took pickles out of it, you could see that like reveal in the third act in like a serious drama, like Reservation Dogs or... You know, like, it it really is sophisticated writing, I think. And I also just really, really loved seeing that, you know, Bob kind of has a farmer's market routine. If 
I could pick a day of what I want to do with Bob and him cooking for me wasn't on, wasn't an option. Strolling through the farmer's market with him would be a dream. Yeah, that sounds like absolute heaven. He gets a lot of flack from one of the attendees at the funeral, mm-hmm. Alfred. And I just wanted to point out that Alfred is voiced by Larry Murphy. You can tell because he sounds a lot like Edith or a lot of the other old people that Larry Murphy voices on the show. So, yeah, little Larry Murphy non-Teddy in there. And Alfred is actually, he makes one more appearance, but he doesn't have a speaking role. And we'll see him again in Boys Just Want to Have Fungus in season 10. fun. A couple fun facts for you? Yes, please. Well, first of all, Barobu, obviously made up for this show, but is- Baroku. Barobu. Really? Okay. I could have sworn they said Baroku in the episode, but whatever. Well, Barobu, Baroku, whatever we want to call it, it is- a parody or an homage to Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, which is, you know, their big card games still in pop culture today. Yep. The only other fun fact I have for you is that this is the third time that Large Tommy has a speaking role. Really? Yes. And if you've been listening to the podcast this entire time, You know that I always said, like, at a certain point, like, who's this kid in the background with the big glasses? And um, I've grown to learn that that's Large large Tommy and that I love Large Tommy's appearances. But he doesn't always speak. And he does speak here. And he is voiced by John Benjamin. Love it. Those are all the fun facts I have. I'm ready to dive into the end credits if you are. Me too. Okay. Um, Just a reminder that Broku, Brobu is all slug-themed, which is going to be very important. Yes. And the last moment before the end credits, Louise has learned her lesson, and now she's... And Tina's the best. ...letting those around her know and keep an ear out for uh, the Minion reference. Giddy. Bello. 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 Here, Rudy. I want to give your Slugodactyl card back. The card I traded for it is fake. I guess I probably should have known. The smell made me sick, and I think it had a minion on it. I'll give the other guys their cards back, too. And Tina, I'm sorry I called you a scaredy butt banana rat. You're not. Your butt is strong. Matthew Kathy's, too. Thanks. From both of us. Rudy, do you want to have a moment with me like that? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll have a moment. Pull my finger. You got it, mister. Rudy, don't. There's only one way to win this fight. I just want to talk about the end scene quickly. If you listen, there's some harp going on. This is so classic Bob's. They love putting the harp into heartfelt moments. Harps are so, like, large and not easy to transport that I love whenever someone uses that. Like the, the the fact that someone went out of their way to get a harp somewhere or like to learn that instrument when it's so hard to move around, more power to you. Like Amen. It, for someone to s- decide to learn the harp, it's, it's something. It's something Lauren Bouchard would do. Yeah. I would love to learn the harp. It's just like, where would you put a freaking harp? We maybe we can get you like a harpsichord. Is that what the small That's, ones are called? That that I like. It can be like a little like a Greek cherub. Yes, you can wear um diapers. Not diapers. You and can get take rosy cheeks. You can take Bob's t shirt and tie it around you like a little diaper. Oh, like, so, okay, like Jean, Jean does. Okay. In that Valentine's Day episode. I guess I have my Halloween 
costume this year. Mm-hmm. As the harp fades, we kind of get this like, dun, 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 like kind of like um, I'd say it's very '90s cartoon mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. kids' cartoon. And what do we see as we get into the end credits? What's going on? Right now, we just see a close-up of Louise's profile. Everything's in color. Even the background is like this purple color. And we kind of hear these lyrics, and we'll hear a bit more of them. Break the other guy. We got a lot going on in these end credits. After that profile of Louise's uh, close-up of her face, we get her and Rudy kind of like fly in. They're almost in like a circle. They're not moving, but they're like images are. Does that make sense to anyone listening? Very like superhero or, you know, obviously this is inspired by Pokemon. Pokemon. The opening credits to Pokemon, which I'll play a little bit of Mm -hmm. just so, you know, I didn't know them, but I'm sure a lot of people listening know them. Oh, it's I mean, that background they literally use. It's it's pure Pokemon. Got it. I wanna be the very best. Like no one and the music was. too. Yep. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. It's very karate kid music to me. Love it. It was an era for sure. This kind of these kind of theme songs. Yes. I mean ba- this is the Pokemon opening credits basically, but something that you see here is these blurred really vibrant colors in the background. Like the background is moving. Um so we'll definitely see that right now. Louise is holding out her cards and she's about to play one for Rudy and it's a very gorgeous orangey yellow sunset look behind her. Yeah, and they are in like you said like Black Widow from the Avengers poses kind of like they look like they yes. both just landed on the ground like a superhero yes. did. And I want you're about to press play and I want you to look at how amazing the animation and Louise's face is. Next. So good, right? So good. Yeah. There's a close up of her face and then we get the shot of her kind of like flying through the air and spinning. She like is spinning really fast and going upward. And then you have this like starry night background, which is directly from the Pokemon credits. And then she brings her legs up to her in like the fetal position. Mm -hmm. And then she shoots up and it's, she's so lanky in this shot. She kind of looks like a teenager. And I was like, ah! Oh no, teenage Louise. Teenage Louise. But it's so she can slam down her Barobu card as the chorus hits, singing Barobu. And it the the way the actions match the music and the drop of the beat or whatever it's called is so good. Okay, so it is definitely Barobu. Yeah, it's definitely Barobu <laughs> in this entire cut. It's written across the screen multiple times in the, bubble letters. The text comes off the card and. To the screen, so you can see that it's clearly Barobu and not Baroku. And it says Barobu in bubble letters. <laughs> Did you say Baroku in the synopsis? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So someone is like yelling back in the synopsis, but if yeah. they're patient enough, they know that we get it eventually. Yeah. It might take us the to the middle of the podcast. It might take us uh, 16 episodes later, yeah. but we get it eventually. Don't worry. Sometimes we have people start the podcast from the beginning. Keep in mind... 
it's been years since we started this podcast and we'll be like, hey, I just wanted to follow up with a question you guys had. It's pronounced this way or like, this is actually what it is. And I love that people reach out. They're like, you probably already know this. We're like, oh yeah, we yeah. fixed that a, a couple years ago. Yeah. Or we got swarmed with DMs a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. But we love y'all. <laughs> we love the DMs. Keep, yeah. keep swarming us like you're a, a bunch of... Uh, oh, I know. I know. Slugosps. Wasps. Wasps. I like it. Sluggies. I was going to say keep screaming at us like you are the audience from Boys for Now. Oh, or um, Alfred while Bob is giving a eulogy. Or um, (laughs) what's his name from the birdcage? Albert from the birdcage. Albert from the birdcage is a great (laughs) reference that is so far from anything we've talked about, but I love it. (laughs) An excuse to bring Albert from the birdcage in here. And then we get some close-ups of Louise, and we start getting these different Barobu characters called out. They're all slug forms of different things. So we get slug aconda, which is a slug anaconda, and then a slug astronaut, which is a slug astronaut. Hell yeah. Just keep a keep a listen out to all the different slugs here. We're back to the very fast background that's like a midnight blue color. <laughs> Okay, so we get kind of like Rudy looking at like his wrist. Did he get slugged? Maybe. I don't know what's maybe that's a from the Pokemon opening credits. Yeah. I'm not sure. So we get slug avertible. Which is a slug and carved out is a convertible in his back. Ridiculous. Love it. Slug copter. Which is a helicopter. Slugsophone? Yes. A bright green, coochie colored slug that is a saxophone with sheet music beautifully drawn in the background behind him. Wow, that is a great description. Thanks. You're good at this. No. If you were like... I didn't catch those. Don't worry. I'm going to read the lyrics to you right now. Okay. Because we had three more. Max will read them. Yeah. So the verse goes, there's only one way to win this fight. Beat the other guy. Mm -hmm. The one rule to climbing the highest heights is to climb up really high. (laughs) So then the chorus is just they keep saying Barobu. And then the names of these slugs. Great. Slugaconda. Slugstronaut. Slug vertible, slug a copter, slug saphone, slug dactyl, sluggy stardust. Bunch of little so, bat ones. Yeah, um, slug atomic and slug preem. Love it. The slug stardust. Everyone is kind of like intense, but this one's kind of like floating slowly in space. It's a nice comedic touch. I thought. Yeah, David Bowie reference there. I mean, they would. What do you think about these end credits? Tell me about them. We can score them in just a moment, but... I love them. I love them too. I love that they created a game that, once again, is an ode to Louise's love of all things Japanese. And I love that we get to learn more about this world. And I think the song is so phenomenal. It's so catchy. It is so, again, like I said nostalgic for 90s saturday morning cartoon shows and it really could be a 
cartoon it's, intro it's, song. It's, it's phenomenal. It's so yes. well done. If you told someone this was an actual car- a Saturday morning cartoon, you would believe yes. it in a heartbeat. The animation is so fun, especially if you know that it's completely supposed to be the Pokemon open credits. It's just, they're just perfection. They are. And now you do know. I do know. And the song is just a lot of fun. And I love anytime regular size Rudy. This is the second week in a row. No, he was in Bad Out of Hell, which was yeah. two two episodes ago. But he's, I love uh, anytime regular size Rudy can make an appearance in the end credits. I'm satisfied. We also didn't say that he was prominently featured in the episode. And of course, he was a highlight. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm having some feels right here. So I just want to talk to you about it. One of the things I learned just researching the movie so much is, for example, one of the reasons the movie looks so good is because of the shadows. Everybody says that. The reason they don't have shadows in TV is because there's no budget. But one of the other thing, things I learned, and, and you know, this is common sense too, but TV just really moves so fast. The production moves so fast, especially compared to a movie. So the fact that they are willing to, or they prioritize budget on a 40 second end credits with animation this good and this vibrant and this detailed, I think means a lot. I agree. Should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. That being said, mm-hmm. we have a certain criteria, I feel like, that we've said for hitting that 10 for okay. Bob's Burgers specifically. So for me, I'm going to give this a 9.5 because I love the song. I love the animation. I appreciate the homage. But it doesn't give me the um, the feels that a 10 song mm-hmm. or 10 end mm-hmm. credits has given me. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I will go back to the end credits from The Haunting. They're all in the kitchen. Linda is still wearing her oversized shirt from The Haunted House. And the bald cap? No, I think she's taking that off. I can't remember. She has her glass of wine. They're all singing boys for now. I mean, I could cry. Yeah. That being said, I agree with you uh, that it doesn't give me the family feels, and that's really, really important to me. That being said, I'm giving it a 10. Oh, okay. I think this is what Louise's world feels like in her head. This is how cool these cards are to her. The fact that they spent this much time on the end credits, re- I love when they recreate they parody something else. Rudy's amazing. They've created characters, like literally new characters for television for these end credits. Name another show that does that. The song is amazing. So there you have it. Okay. You convinced me. I'm coming up a little bit. I'm doing 9.75? 9.75. I refuse to do 10, though. Not I love because that. they're not f- absolutely phenomenal no. end credits. Again, I've got my bar. I know, but you know. It evens out. It's yeah. now a... Su- I can't do math. What is it? A 9.9 or something? I don't fucking know. Uh, what, are we, what are we? What are we? Math, math, mathy Cathy's? Math. Yeah. Those are the end credits to... I'm going to make you say because I still don't know how to... Mission Impossible? Slugable. Slugable. Okay. Whatever it is. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you're following us on social media. Bob's Credits. 
We're on Instagram. We're on threads. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. One of the things Skyla and I are taking a hiatus for are our YouTube videos. So get over there and subscribe now. And um, if you're missing out on the podcasts during hiatus, maybe those videos are up for you. So go check it out. I doubt they're up. They could be up. (laughs) They could be up. Anyway, folks, we love you. We appreciate you. And I'm just going to go back to the classic. I might stick here with the classic. Moving forward? Moving forward. I'm not sure. It's just like an intuition moment for me. But I'm just going to say stay saucy, y'all. You could always like stay saucy and then like stay slug saucy. Ew. Ew, a slug sauce. No, let's say saucy. I'm going to say saucy. Okay.